health is about more than just staying fit. And with every year that goes by, I'm becoming more and more fascinated by how what we eat can impact our health and our potential, with a particular focus on gut health and the gut microbiome. It's not just what I eat either, it's how I eat too. It's all connected. That's why I've developed my own number one living drinks brand. Number One Living is based on this idea, the simple notion that by putting our well-being first and improving the quality of what we put into our bodies, we get more out of life. My range of kombucha drinks are full of bacterial life cultures, designed for a happy and healthy gut. They're sugar-free, vegan and naturally sourced, so you can feel great on the inside and enjoy life on the outside. Choose from refreshing raspberry, passion fruit or our award-winning ginger and turmeric kombucha. The number one living range is widely available in Sainsbury's, Holland and Barrett's and Boots stores and online at numberoneliving.com. Grab yours today. Okay, on with the show. So we're back with the final episode of this third series of the Iron Podcast and wow, they're really flying by. This week, we've got a brilliant guest interview to finish things off before we take that short break. It's with Liz Roberta, someone who has realized an awakening in her relationship with herself and her world and whom now uses these revelations to coach in the spiritual field. Through her passion and her highest excitement, she's found a beautiful way to work and serve in her community. You can visit her website, lizroberta.com, to see how it is that she helps and guides people towards uncovering and following their own passions, towards overcoming trauma, struggles and limitations, and ultimately towards manifesting the kind of life that they wish to live. Humble, energizing, and really big on exploring life, Liz is certainly creating an amazing path for herself, spending her time doing what she loves, making a difference, and also tuning into that inner voice of intuition for her assistance in facing her challenges and trusting in the unknown. So Liz explains all about this during our conversation, and you can find out loads more from her book, living in tune. So my guest has a powerful presence. She emanates spontaneity and she lives an inspiring message, one that I think you're going to enjoy. And all of this has led me to look back over this most recent series, over the breadth and depth of opportunity and possibility that our guests have shared. And I ask myself now, how do we enhance the joy and engagement we experience in our lives? How do we express our gift and talent more fully in our performance? How do we see with greater clarity and how do we liberate ourselves from those limiting definitions of things like pressure and stress and success that our culture keeps on promoting? How do we touch more of our true power? So we've looked at this from every angle how we look after and support the physical body, how we look after and support the mind, and how we do the same for ourselves on the emotional level. And all of this in the name of potential. It's almost as if we've been looking at how we can become the ideal teammate for ourselves, the ideal, most powerful catalyst for taking ourselves to that next dimension. And I think we have a responsibility in our self-care this way, to unconditionally be there for ourselves, to be sensitive, but also to be really consistent in that role. It's a bit like for me being like a perfect dual purpose mattress, one that has that soft, cushioning, compassionate, self-loving, accepting side that helps us relax deeply in our challenge and our reactivity when we feel like we're falling. 
but then a mattress that also at the same time has that energized, spring-loaded, committed, passionate, and aspirational capacity to inspire us to bounce back higher than ever before, to stand tall and to step out into that unknown, full of gratitude and trust in ourselves and the universe. Now, something that makes it difficult to be like this, to be this kind of teammate to ourselves, though, is the belief that we hold that what we go through in life makes us who we are, that who we are is just a result of what we've been through. This way, what people think and how things turn out, all that uncontrollable, unpredictable stuff is going to decide what kind of support network we provide for ourselves. That's the thing that's going to do all the guiding. But this belief is is quite simple to challenge. All we have to do, I think, is think about an intense, maybe or, or difficult moment from years ago, months ago, or even more recently. When we find ourselves today in a bad mood, we might look back over that event and talk about it as being the universe being against us, as it being a waste of time, a waste of opportunity or of our talent, and definitely a waste of our potential and what could have been. But when we're in a good mood today and we look back over the same event, can we not often be found talking about it as now being a gift, as somehow being the secret to opening our eyes to more of our our talent, more of our power or the, the opening of greater dimensions of possibility, the opening of more of our potential? How on earth is it that there can be two completely different causes for the same person? If what we've been through is going to decide who we are, surely what we've been through has to remain constant or solid or at least has to be what it is. But this just isn't the case. I think we have it backwards. Who we are is not a result of all we've been through. It's actually that all we've been through becomes a result of who we are and how we are right now. I think we can start to see here quite quickly that who we are doesn't have the mindset. The mindset is actually who we are. Who we are belongs to our attitude, not the other way around. We only ever really get an idea of ourselves when we consider ourselves and think about ourselves. And we do all of that reflecting through our mood, dominated and influenced by our mood. So the big, big, big question here, and the one that I think underpins all the I Am podcasts is, can we take responsibility for who we are and how we are on the inside right here and now? Because when we don't, we find ourselves forever bouncing from mood to mood, blown by the winds of change. And of course, very justifiably so. We all face our very intricate, unique and personal difficult challenges. But living in resistance and reactivity to what we have learned or experienced in the past makes it impossible to experience anything new. When we do not embrace this opportunity to become more consciously aware and accepting of what's happening inside of us, especially during times of stress, then we will continue to have our lives lived for us by how we were brought up and how we looked at things when we were younger. It's a bit like looking at, say, a word in the dictionary. On its own, it's just a word. In fact, we can't even say that. You can't even say it's just letters. It's just a thing. What else can you say about it? But next, 
comes the definition. And once that's in play, it changes everything. Now we have a meaning for the word. Now we can apply the word and use it. Now, this is the same for me, for every event we experience. The event on its own, just in the timeless now, it has no meaning. But how we react to it or respond to it will give it its meaning. It will infuse the event with all kinds of energy and create our relationship with it. But how we emotionally and mentally interpreted stuff first time around, how we reacted to things first time around, doesn't give us any truth about what we experienced about that event. The event still remains unknown. The event doesn't have any power or inbuilt meaning in itself. We can continue to uncover and choose our truth all according to how we live in this present moment. In other words, we get to rewrite our past and our futures. As we've said before on this podcast, the only step that matters is the next one. In effect, this is the only step we ever take in life. And this step has the capacity to completely transform the way things were and the way things look going forward. But we do need to deeply engage and become consciously involved in making that step. It's becoming to seem like our past, as well as our futures, are just stories that we tell. Sure enough, the physical events in our memories, those will remain as they were. And this is kind of helpful for when we're trying to create things, build things, construct things, and also for just when we're trying to work out where we parked our car, remember where we left our keys or how to get to the shops. But the meaning of events, the meaning of these physical events, the thread that connects them, the story of them and of us and of our world, this is all our creative responsibility and our own creative privilege. Unless our identities are fixed, in which case we have no real say in it. As we do, though, begin to find we can loosen our beliefs, we can unlock old impressions, release old traumas and dissolve black and white conclusions, we notice a shift in the way life appears to us. Our reality changes. The way we identify in this present moment, it's that that fills in all the blanks of our past and futures, as well as the now. But if we keep having or feeling like we have to identify the same way each time, if we keep truly believing that we are exactly what our minds tell us and what our feelings say, and if we do fully believe that there has been only one route of how we could have got here, then we only manage to shift our reality in such small, barely noticeable ways. The funny thing is, for me, that when we're in that absolutely engaged and joyous space, we actually don't tend to venture too much into our past or futures at all. We don't do that much of that kind of thinking. What is the point, after all, when the now is offering so much? The deeply involved experience is one of very subtle identification, one of very little story. And it's also, for me, the secret behind the whole in-the-zone experience of life too, where we've spoken about this several times, how we dissolve that boundary between who we think we are and what we're doing, we end up becoming immersed in the doing, becoming one with the doing, 
we become open to so much more intelligence and sensitivity and control and influence. We lose the trying to do. We lose the trying to live in the moment and we just become the moment. We feel liberated and free, timeless and inspired. And we start communicating with an intuitive voice, one that doesn't belong to our past learnings or our future calculations quite so much. And through this space, as we've heard many, many guests talk about, our reality can shift enormously from moment to moment. But when our past become the central factor in our identity and in our worth, then we're not going to be able to play with this story. We will become enslaved by it. We may find ourselves presented with what seems like less and less opportunity, less excitement, less passion, and more pressure and expectation as the future unknowns threaten to harm our precious, precious narrative about who we are. The openness that we've often discussed in this series and in the last two series is all about that stanceless stance of, I do not know. And it's such a powerful one. When I found myself in situations feeling stressed, feeling pressured, feeling fearful, I can see that it's to do with the importance of my story, my inability to let it go, to embrace that vulnerability. And in this space, sometimes it does help to see quite quickly, if I can, that my big ego story doesn't really add up under the spotlight of investigation. The stronger and more absolute my opinions become, I also see the more hypocritical and conflicted they become. And through more of a compassionate non-bias awareness and therefore not judgment or analysis, I found that I can influence and transform my energy state and start to reveal far more of who I really am just by seeing what's really possible. I think when we recognize clearly that whatever we have been through, it doesn't define us. And therefore, whatever we will go through will also not define us, no matter how much it seems like it does at times. When we realize this, where else is there for our attention to go, but to come back to ourselves and this present moment? It's only the physical realm that lives and dies, literally, by the rules of cause and effect, where forces and conditions can determine outcome. When we interpret ourselves to be nothing more than a product of our environment, we limit ourselves to living solely on this physical level. Our presence and power, it just contracts and dims accordingly. But when we just manage to glimpse beyond these rules, when we manage to respond to situations in our lives differently to how we have before, consciously, wholeheartedly, in new directions, when we manage briefly even to overcome emotions, we also manage therefore to glimpse beyond this hold that our culture has on us and the hold that our five senses have on us when it comes to this truth about what reality is. And we awaken to something far more expansive. We become receptive to a whole new dimension of intelligence. And as ever, it's only ever one big step away, the next step. And it's therefore worth putting everything we can into the most phenomenally engaged and passionate, wholehearted move forward. So I want to say 
a massive thank you to Liz Roberta for everything uh, that she provides during this amazing interview, this amazing conversation. I really hope you enjoy it. I'd love to hear what you think, what's coming up in you, what's the most exciting thing right now for uh, for you and your lives and where you feel this is going for you, what's revealing itself, where are you finding your your interest and your curiosity is being triggered. It's been a fabulous series uh, with amazing guests and I've enjoyed it so, so much. I can't uh, impress upon you just how awesome it is to have this for me as my way of working and serving in the community. There is so much more coming next series. We're already on that journey. I'm looking out for new contributors to all this information, to all this possibility. And we'd love to have your guidance on that too. So let us know if there's anyone out there that you think we should connect to, that we could benefit from exploring and we will get on it. As with anything you think about the podcast, we love being guided by you in that way too. So keep your contributions coming in. It's been fantastic. Can't wait to see you soon. Have an amazing Christmas. And from us, uh, thanks again. My name is Johnny Wilkinson. This is the I Am Podcast with Liz Roberta.